0: This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative, Episode 99. A sitcom review in chronological order. From the SFPP and Television Center, take it away, Mark.
1: Thank you, announcer Bob, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order. Let's continue with the sitcoms of 1979.
0: We get up each day That's what life's all about
1: Go to work and we work and we work Till we work it out We can't lay in bed The money's too tight
0: so we work and we
1: work and we hope it works out right. Working Stiffs premiered on CBS on September 15, 1979. A story of two janitors who wanted to move up in the world. Both would do so if only in real life. James Belushi and Michael Keaton starred. The boys worked at a building owned by their uncle, played by Val Basiclio. Phil Rubenstein played their boss. They lived over a cafe with Alan Arbus as the owner and Lorna Patterson as the waitress. There was also a recurring character played by a young Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee-wee Herman. We'll hold off on Belushi's bio until we get to his much better-known sitcom, and we covered Michael Keaton in episode 81 for All's Fair. Val Basiglio, as you might suspect, played a lot of Italian-American roles. He had TV runs on The Doctors, Roll Out, Quincy M.E., and The Sopranos, along with a lot of guest roles. He may be best remembered as the father in Saturday Night Fever. Phil Rubinstein would go on to a recurring role on Hill Street Blues in the films The Rose, Star Trek IV, and RoboCop he passed in 1992. Alan Arbus worked as an R.B. photographer in the 1940s and ran an ad business for a time along with his wife, Diane Arbus. When they broke up, he decided to try acting and got regular or recurring roles on the Gangster Chronicles and the Four Seasons, as well as films Americathon and Volunteers, but is far better known as Major Sidney Freeman, Hawkeye Shrink on M.A.S.H. Arbus passed in 2013. Lorna Patterson had a relatively short showbiz career. This was one of her first roles, and she would go on to Good Time Girls and starred in the Private Benjamin TV series. She did some voice work into the mid-90s and got the role of the singing stewardess in Airplane. She converted to Judaism and, after taking courses in the subject, became a cantor. Working Stiffs was very much a show about slapstick and physical comedy, Obviously, the leads had the talent to pull it off, but its competition, Chips and the Ropers, doomed it to only nine episodes, only four of which actually aired. Based on the later notoriety of the stars, it was later shown on A&E, Comedy Central, and TV Land. Found an episode on YouTube, the opening theme is fairly generic, as we see the boys race to work only to find out it's Sunday. Don't they need janitors then, too? The show feels very much like standard Miller Milkis Fair, It is a paramount show. There's a lot of waka waka humor. At one point, Belushi's character makes a meal wearing a stereotypical chef's hat. We get some drama. The pregnant waitress's boyfriend walks out on her. Jim's character offers to marry her instead. Then she goes into labor. So we get the classic TV having birth in a strange place bit. I found myself more interested in the classic pinball machines in the background at the cafe. A New Kind of Family premiered on ABC on September 16, 1979 at 7.30 p.m., a variation on The Brady Bunch with Budgeting Instead of Love. Eileen Brennan plays a widowed mom who moves with her kids from New York to L.A., only to find out that the house they rented was also rented by a second family, headed by a divorcee, played by Gwyn Guilford. Somehow, neither family crunched the numbers and realized they have to share the house in order to afford it. Brennan's character is free-spirited, as shown by moving across the country with no plan, while Guilford plays it conservative. Brennan's kids are played by David Hollander, Lori Hendler, oh, and Rob Lowe. Guilford's daughter, the same age as Lowe's character, is played by Connie Ann Hearn, so there's some shenanigans there. Chuck McCann played the landlord. After disastrous ratings, the second family was replaced by Telma Hopkins, and her TV daughter was Janet Jackson. Yes, that Janet Jackson. Now, we've covered Eileen Brennan in episode 95 for 13 Queens Boulevard, Gwyn Guilford in episode 90 for The Waverly Wonders, David Hollander in episode 80 for What's Happening, and Janet Jackson in episode 71 for Good Times. Lori Hendler was doing TV movies when A New Kind of Family came along. She went on to a regular role on Gimme a Break, which we will get to, of course, and recurred on Harry and the Hendersons. She's been doing guest and voice work since then. This was Rob Lowe's first IMDb entry. He was brought up in Virginia and Ohio before moving to Malibu, where he met Charlie Sheen at his high school. A few ABC after-school specials later, he moved to films. The Outsiders, The Hotel New Hampshire, Oxford Blues, San Elmo's Fire becoming a member of the Brat Pack about last night, Square Dance, and a Golden Globe nomination, and Wayne's World, Returning to TV, and Thursday's Child, another Golden Globe nomination, The Stand, The Lion's Den, Beach Girls, The West Wing, with an Emmy nomination and two Golden Globe noms, Dr. Vegas, he left West Wing for that, Brothers and Sisters, California Cation, Parks and Recreation, literally his best role. You, Me, and the Apocalypse, Moonbeam City, The Grinder, Code Black, Wild Bill, and the upcoming 9-11, Lone Star. Later films, Mulholland Falls, Austin Members and Gold Member. Thank You for Smoking, Behind the Candelabra, Another Golden Globe Nom, The Interview, plus voice work on Family Guy, Young Justice, Moonbeam City, The Lion Guard. You may note a big hole in his career caused by a 1988 sex tape scandal, but it's clear he got over it in time. Chuck McCann got his start in kids TV, an apprentice on Captain Kangaroo, years doing local kids shows, The Puppet Hotel, Laurel and Hardy and Chuck. McCann did a great Oliver Hardy and co-founded tribute organization The Sons of the Desert and The Chuck McCann Show. He also made appearances at amusement parks in the New York area. McCann had a long career in voice work. Cool McCool, The World of Hans Christian Andersen, The Plastic Man Comedy Adventure Show, Captain Caveman, Drak Pack, Space Stars, Pac-Man, The Get-Along Gang, Galtar and the Golden Lance, G.I. Joe, Ring Raiders, Gummy Bears, DuckTales, Tailspin, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, Where's Waldo, Toxic Crusaders, All-New Dennis the Menace, the 1994 Fantastic Four as Ben Grimm, Iron Man, The po- Puff Girls, The Garfield Show, and Adventure Time. <sighs> And that doesn't include dozens of guest voice roles. He also made the live-action Far Out Space Nuts alongside Bob Denver. Other live-action TV works, Santa Barbara, Boston Legal, and a lot of variety shows and guest spots. Plus films, The Heart is a Lonely Hunter, Silent Movie, Foul Play, Robin Hood Men in Tights. People my age and older might remember him in the Right Guard commercials. Hi, guy. McCann passed in 2018. Toma Hopkins started her career as a backup singer in Motown, working with The Four Tops, Marvin Gaye. She's the one in Isaac Hayes' theme from Shaft, "Shut Your Mouth." Just talking about Shaft. Hopkins and Joyce Vincent Wilson were chosen to back up Tony Orlando as Dawn. They released sixteen top forty singles and had a successful eponymous variety show. By the late 70s, Hopkins moved to acting and has been successful for decades. Recurring or a regular on TV's Bosom Buddies, The Love Boat, Give Me a Break, Getting By, Family Matters, The Hughleys, Any Day Now, Half and Half, Are We There Yet, Partners, and the current Family Reunion, along with the Trancers movie franchise. A New Kind of Family ran six episodes from September to October before it was retooled and returned in December for four more episodes before they gave up The ghost. The replacement family was never explained on the show, it's a whole Darren thing. Despite that, the show was nominated for an Emmy for videotape editing. Brennan, of course, went on to co-star in the film Private Benjamin. In fact, she may have begged out of doing this show because of that. Was the show any good? Hard to tell with only a few second promo online sandwiched between Out of the Blue and Mork and Mindy. Resort premiered on CBS on September 19, 1979 at 8 p.m. A Resort in the Catskills is staffed by college students played by pre-med Larry Breeding, bookish Zane Lasky, Tubby Walter Oklowitz, and snobby Ray Underwood. Stephanie Farisey plays an heiress who runs away from her fortune to be a pastry chef. Robert Costanzo plays the manager and John Fujoka, a stereotypical chef. We covered Larry Breeding on episode 92 for Who's Watching the Kids, Robert Costanza on episode 89 for Joe and Valerie, Zane Lasky in episode 82 for The Tony Randall Show. Walter Okowitz had a long career as a character actor playing schlubby, befuddled guys, mostly in guest roles, with recurring or regular work on Wizards and Warriors, Partners in Crime, Dolly, Who's the Boss, Night Court, and Grace Under Fire. He was also involved in Twin Peaks as well as films 1941 and The Client. Ray Underwood, as opposed to murderer Kevin Ray Underwood, had a short career. This was his only regular role, dropped into a small set of guest gigs. Underwood was also a singer and poet, and died at age 39 of unknown causes. Stephanie Ferrissey graduated from the Yale School of Drama and first worked on the New York stage. A few TV guest roles and TV movies later, she got a role in Heaven Can Wait and Scavenger Hunt. She then became known for being cast in failed shows, Goodnight Beantown, Eye to Eye, His and Hers, True Colors, Charlie Lawrence, Devious Maids, as well as the TV miniseries The Thorn Birds. Other films include The Great Outdoors, Hocus Pocus, Surviving Christmas, Sideways, and Bad Teacher. John Vujoka had a career going back to the 1960s usually playing racial stereotypes. Japanese officers on McHale's Navy, as well as Kung Fu, Once an Eagle, Tales of the Gold Monkey, Noble House, and films Midway, The Octagon, American Ninja slash Samurai slash Yakuza, Steel Dawn, The Last Samurai, and Pearl Harbor. He passed in 2018. The Last Resort was the first show created by Gary David Goldberg, who would go on to the Bronx Zoo, Family Ties, Brooklyn Bridge, and Spin City. He'd already been a producer on The Tony Randall Show and Lou Grant. This first outing was not a hit, running for a few weeks, then pulled. returning in December for a total of 15 episodes. Unlike most MTM flops, I actually found an episode, although with terrible video quality, on YouTube. The opening theme goes from hoity-toity to wacky jazz, the humor is very broad, Judd Hirsch guest stars with a bad Jewish accent, and there's a ton of psychology jokes. Struck by Lightning premiered on CBS on September 19, 1979 at 8.30 p.m. Not the 1990 film, but a 1979 sitcom bomb with a high concept. Jeffrey Kramer plays a science teacher who inherits a gloomy inn with a huge caretaker, Jack Elam, who happens to be Frankenstein's monster. Oh, and the teacher is a descendant of Dr. Frankenstein. Frank needs a serum every 50 years to stay alive, and so the teacher stays on to produce it. There's also the manager of the inn, Millie Slavin, her young son, Jeff Kotler, a boarder at the inn, Bill Irwin, and a real estate agent that would rather sell the place, Richard Stahl. Now we cover Jack Elam in episode 73 for the Texas Wheelers and Richard Stahl in episode 94 for Turnabout. This was Jeffrey Kramer's only regular TV acting role. He did a number of guest spots and appeared in films Jaws, Halloween 2, Santa Claus the Movie, and Clue, then switched to producing in the 90s, The Practice, winning two Emmys and Alec McBeal and another Emmy. Millie Slavin had already been a regular on Rafferty and had a lot of guest roles, as well as films Forever Young and The Truman Show. Jeff Kotler was a child actor with appearances on Once an Eagle and Eight is Enough. Bill Irwin served in the U.S. Army Air Corps in World War II, then returned to the L.A. theater scene. He got involved in early live TV dramas and then went on to a long career in mostly guest roles with 241 IMDb entries, recurring on Richard Diamond, Private Detective, Zane Grey Theater, The Twilight Zone, The Untouchables, Death Valley Days, My Three Sons, Perry Mason, The Fugitive, Gunsmoke, Just the Ten of Us, and Growing Pains. He won an Emmy as guest actor on an episode of Seinfeld. Films include Somewhere in Time, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and Home Alone. Irwin was also a published cartoonist. He passed in 2010 at age 96. Struck by Lightning was not a hit, running all of 11 episodes, only three of which actually aired. It seems like such a limited premise, I don't see how they could have made this into a viable series. Found the pilot on YouTube. The opening theme is You Are So Beautiful to Me, an ironic theme for the monster who is more irascible than evil. Elam reportedly only agreed to the role when he learned he wouldn't have to wear makeup. I can see why Kramer went into producing. The rest of the cast thinks they're in a standard family comedy. They have no idea of The Big Secret. I don't see how that would work. Other We've Got a Secret shows at least tried to explain it. My favorite Martian was Wacky Uncle Martin. Darren's wife Samantha was hot, and Darren was manic, but he always brought in ad accounts so Larry Tate didn't care. During this pilot, the others all know that Frank gets hit by lightning a lot, but they don't think anything of it. The humor seems like it came from Saturday morning TV. I have to say, I enjoyed the old commercials more than the show. Hi, Mrs. Olsen, for mountain-grown Folgers. In summary, Mel Brooks and Gene Wilder did it much better. (laughs) finish up 1979 sitcoms in our next episode. AnnouncerBot, how can the folks find us online?
0: Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe by your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn call us at 614 321 that's 614 321 sfp back to you mark
1: well i'm filing this episode in the archive tune in next time